All right, let's go hour number two on this Tuesday. We hope you are having a good one. Again, Longhorn Baseball finding out late last night. Actually, it wasn't too late because Stanford controlled that game throughout. They beat A&M 7-1, so that means the Longhorns have to do what the Aggies had to do, go out to Stanford uh, and try to get out of that super regional now. Two out of three, and it starts on Saturday, 5 o'clock. Texas and Stanford. We'll be previewing that one throughout the week. And uh, once we have any news on that Sunday game time, we'll let you know. And then Monday is an if necessary, of course, for a trip to Omaha, Texas, trying to extend that all-time record. I think this would be 39 trips to Omaha, if I'm keeping count correctly. That all-time record would continue to grow. Uh, We'll get to that at the end of the week. Lots of different things out there today, including that crazy golf story where the PGA and Liv are going to merge. I can't even believe I'm saying that, and neither can a lot of people in golf. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. The other thing we need to get into today is a little basketball discussion. We're closing in on the draft. Obviously, the finals are at 1-1, and the Longhorns have found out recently about some of the guys that will be back with them for the 23-24 season. To get into that, let's Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and talk with Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com at Keenan Womack on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Keenan, we appreciate the time again, man. How are you? I'm great, brother. How are you? Man, we're doing good. Obviously closing in on the draft. I want to get your thoughts on that. But let's start with Texas basketball and the good uh, good news with Dylan Mitchell coming back. Give me a sense for what you were hearing. We talked to you a little bit about it, I think, last time we had you on about what you were hearing about Dylan and a NBA pro- as far as an NBA prospect. Talk to us about what you were hearing on that level and why you think he ultimately ended up making the decision and then what, what this means for Texas. Um, I think it was a good decision to uh, come back for a couple of reasons. The first reason that I think it was a good reason is that the 2023 draft class is extremely strong, super deep. So a guy like Dylan Mitchell isn't going to get drafted nearly as highly as he would in next year's class, which is significantly, um, I want to say weaker, but it's just, it just doesn't have as, no, as much elite talent as, as this, this draft class does. So, Smart of him to come back. He'll if he you know if he develops like some sort of jump shot, tightens his handle, he can be a first round pick next year. Hmm. Yeah, Keenan. You know I've talked about it with Chad. It's kind of like you know it's a copycat league in every single profession. And if you look at the Miami Heat and them being in the finals, tied one one, going back to South Beach for tomorrow's game, and all the undrafted players on that team from Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, the list goes on. And a lot of teams are going to start looking at guys so they don't have to pay them so much money so they can pay their top guys. And somebody like Dylan Mitchell, he could lose value because of things like that. Oh, sure, yeah. And, like, this is it's just the way the league is right now. Like, you, you have to be able to either shoot from outside or create off the dribble, um, neither of which he was really able to do last year. But I think... I think he has the ability to, to do it. I just think he ha- he hasn't figured it out quite yet. But I think it's smart of him to come back. I think he's going to make a lot more money um, in the draft next year than he will going out this year. Um, and I think it's very important for UT basketball that he's back. 
Keenan, talk a little bit more about where you think how, how good you think this Texas team could be next year. Now that they've gotten the news of not only everything else that was there, but now Hunter and Mitchell both coming back. Um, what kind of team you think Rodney Terry's going to have? What kind of ex- expectation level would you tell a Texas Longhorn fan to have for this team? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it. Um, I, I I'd probably have them similarly to how I thought about last year's team before the season started. Um, I had them like 15th last year um, before the season started. Texas basketball, like 14th or 15th in my preseason little poll thing that I do every year. Um, so, uh, pretty <clears> – <throat> sorry, my voice is giving out. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think overall um, – Sorry, what were we talking about? I'm sorry, man. I'm sick. <laughs> oh, man. No, oh, man. We, no, we could hear it. No, we're just talking about the Texas team for next year. Just kind of that expectation level. You're thinking maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So what I do like about the team is you have a guy like Dylan Mitchell who is a really good athlete, but he needs help um, being set up, kind of. Uh, he needs other creators on the team. Um, Hunter, obviously, is back. He's great at that. Uh, and then even Aidmix is, is an underrated creator as well. He obviously can create for himself. He's a great shooter. Um, he, he's kind of a Jimmy Fredette-like uh, type of guy. Um, when people ask me what Aidmix kind of reminds me of, that's, that's sort of who I think of is, is, uh, is, is Jimmy Fredette. Just the, the range on the jump shot, uh, the handle, the, uh, the offensive awareness. Um, I think next year's team is probably – will be around 15th preseason, something like that. And, uh, you know, you never know how the team could end up. But, I mean, uh, they've got some talent, for real. Yeah, you look at this upcoming season and love Max Aceman, love Tyrese Hunter coming back. Those your backcourt right there, and we know Kendall Weaver coming out of UTA, him coming off the yep. bench. I think that's also solid. But there's no like wing or somebody that maybe could fill that Serge Barry Rice spot. Even though Serge Barry Rice was six four, he has that six ten wingspan, which covered a lot of ground. And I know they're still looking yep. at an Arthur Kaminga out of Creighton, which would be perfect, especially. Especially, you know, Dylan Mitchell. I know he has to work on his ball handling, and ideally, I would like him to play the three along with Shedrick and DeSue, but that's saying a lot coming in his second season. So, where do you think that Coach Terry and this coaching staff is going to go? Are they going to look for another wing type guard, or do you think they're good with this roster already? Oh, no. They, they got a couple spots left they're going to fill. Um, I, I think that, yeah, they need to go for the wing spot, something at the wing spot. I think Dylan Mitchell's going to play a lot of wing this year. Um, I think they're really going to try to develop those skills for him because in the NBA, he's definitely like a perimeter kind of player, right? He, he, I don't see his being like a power forward right now, at least the way he's built now. It wouldn't work. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think uh, there's a lot of talent on this team. I'm really excited to see what Rodney Terry does with it because, you know, this is the first team he's built at UT, you know, because Beard built last year's team. This is the first time he's had the uh, the opportunity to build his own team. So I think he goes for another wing. Um, and then I, I think maybe in certain smaller smaller lineups, Kendall Weaver can maybe play a little three, then a little wing. Um, so we'll see what kind of roles each of these guys has. 
Talking about Keenan Womack, orangebloods.com. Keenan, I'm a Mavs fan, so when I heard that the Spurs were getting Wimbenyama, I screamed, this isn't fair, yeah. and then there was a lot of swearing. Uh, g- give me your reaction, though, knowing that it's going to be San Antonio for Wimbenyama. Uh, g- g- give me a description of kind of the fit you think that's going to be for Spurs fans. Oh, I mean, it's like match made in heaven. It's like the perfect place for him to land. I, you know, I'm a Mavericks fan as well, being from Dallas. Um, but you know, the, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the Spurs. I can't. I respect them too much. I respect Popovich too much to hate the Spurs. Um, yes, it's unfair for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I grew up with uh, with their winning five titles um, throughout my childhood, which was not fair. I got my one though, which was all I want. I was like, you know, what, you give me my one in 2011, we're cool. Get Dirk in the Hall of Fame, whatever. Um, I'm really excited to see what London Yama ends up doing. He is a generational talent. If you want like a really quick play style, um, a friend of mine who I was on a podcast with recently, NBA draft guy, was saying he basically plays like a seven foot four Jason Tatum. Wow. Yeah, there's a clip going yeah. around where yeah. he's putting the ball through his legs and working guys and putting guys yep. on his hip looking like a point guard. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But, Keenan, let me ask you this. Okay. I just saw your article about Cason Wallace and Anthony Black, both of those guys, Dallas-area mm-hmm. point guards, were freshmen last year in the SEC, Black with Arkansas and Wallace with Kentucky. Which player do you think is going to yep. be better? I like Cason Wallace a lot. He gives me a lot of Drew Holiday vibes. While Anthony Black, I don't know how his game's going to translate. You know, he's a little slower, kind of reminds me of a Kyle Anderson or a little bit of a Josh Giddy. He's a bigger type of lead guard, but I still think he could be successful. Mm-hmm. Which one of those players do you think is going to be better and is going to get selected first in this year's draft? Man, that's a great question because they each do different things well. They're both, like, lead guards that are great defensively. But, you know, like, Cason Wallace is probably a more explosive athlete and a faster lateral, like, faster laterally. So, quickness-wise, they're both excellent defensive players. I think Cason gets the edge there. I think he's um, even better than Anthony Black, which is really impressive because Anthony Black is a really, really good defender, especially help defender. Um, so I, I think Anthony Black will probably go first. The size advantage helps. He's six seven. Cason is about six four. Um, they're about the same weight. Um, Cason's a better shooter for sure. Uh, than, than Black is. Um, but what I like about Anthony Black is the way he kind of like probes on offense, right? It's almost like the Luka Doncic kind of, and no, I'm not saying he's going to be Luka Doncic at all. What I am saying, though, is I like the way that he probes on the offensive end with his pace. He keeps guys on his hip. He uses his size. Um, he's just a really intriguing offensive prospect to me. I think he's going to be a great player. I'm super high on Anthony Black. I like Cason Wallace a lot, too, but I'd rather have Anthony Black, I think. Keenan, for uh, Rockets fans that are listening, obviously we know it's Spurs and Wimbenyama. Now that we also know it's Charlotte, Portland, Houston, what would you tell a Rockets fan mm-hmm. about about kind of that matchup at four? Do you have somebody right now that's blinking at you that you think the Rockets are going to end up with at four? Oh yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain it's going to be Amen Thompson. Um, he's a 
20-year-old from Overtime Elite. He's one of the two Thompson twins. Mm -hmm. uh, his brother, uh, Asar, is going to be a top probably eight pick as well. Um, I like Amen's upside more. Um, Rockets fans should be excited. I really like Amen Thompson. His jump shot is really janky right now, and it needs a lot of work. But he is super, super generationally athletic. And he's an awesome playmaker, like great vision. Um, yeah, he turns the ball over sometimes. And overtime elite was just like weird league that like didn't, I don't know. I, 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 didn't, I didn't like what overtime elite really was. I thought it was like kind of bad for prospects, but that's a whole other issue. Um, man, if I'm a Houston fan, I, I know they're sad. They wanted Wimbanyama or Scoot, but, Amen Thompson's going to be an awesome player. If they go there, they might go Cam Whitmore. That dude's awesome, too. This is a good draft, um, really good draft at the top. So even, like, I would say, like, after the first eight or nine picks, there's a bit of a drop-off, of course, right before the Mavericks pick. Um, but I really like the top of this draft, and I really like the middle of this draft. I think there's a lot of value in, like, the 20s and 30s. Ken, before we let you go, what's your thought on the finals right now? It seemed like in game one, the Denver Nuggets looked like they were going to sweep. And then game two, Eric Spolstra did what he does, starting Kevin Love, making adjustments, Jimmy Butler being on Jamal Murray, only holding him to around 18 points and letting the Jokers score like they did. And now tying the series up, going back to South Beach. What do you like about the finals, man? Um, I'm super stoked. Um, I don't really have a dog in this hunt. I don't really care who wins, but I was just really stoked that Miami stole a game. I was like, man, if Denver wins this game by 15, this is going to be a 4-0, 4-1 finals. And I, man, there's something about Spolstra. He's an excellent coach. He knows what he's doing. That culture thing, I know it's a buzzword, but it's important. He's built that there. And then you have a guy like Jimmy Butler who perfectly reflects that culture of that grinded-out, just like, by any means necessary win. And I just love the way Jimmy plays. I love that he's from Texas. Uh, I love Jokic, too, man. It's fun. But, man, there's something about Jimmy Butler that just is just really cool to watch him play. Yeah, I hope they go six or seven, man. It's a, it's a fun series if both those teams uh, are going to keep doing this. Yeah. Hey, hey Keenan, you could thank Rick Barnes yeah. for his success because a oh. lot of that's be, the fact that he didn't recruit him. Jimmy uses that as fuel for the rest of his career. Mm. So thank Rick for that one. I know. It's a shame. <laughs> it's such a shame. Uh, we all have misses, huh? We all have misses. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. All kinds. You got Durant on campus, so you can't really fault him too much. That's, that's true. That's a good point. Good point. Keenan Womack, orangebloods.com. He's at Keenan Womack on Twitter. Keenan, we appreciate it, man, especially the fact that you're a little under the weather. So get better soon. Enjoy the finals, and we'll talk to you down the road. Yes, sir. Talk to you gentlemen soon. Thank you. Thanks, Keenan. Keenan Womack. Yeah, you could tell. You t you mentioned something when you brought him on about yeah, it kind of needs to clear his throat yeah, or something. Yeah, throat. I thought it would be good. I mean, I, hey, he's a professional. He didn't he back did. out. He could have easily said, I'm not feeling under the weather, fellas. Can we do this another time? He would have respected that. And, yeah, but, hey, he pushed through like a trooper. His voice was trying to get him to go through puberty during the interview. <laughs> he fought it. He fought it well. That was good. Get some ginger ale, Keenan, some Robitussin. You'll be all right. So, Zay, I was just thinking as he was talking about Amen Thompson. So it's, it's Amen Thompson and Asar 
Is that right? Asar is the other brother? Yeah, man. They have a chance to be the best twins we've ever seen coming to the association. You remember the Collins twins that came from Stanford? Right. Lopez and Robin the Lopez, Lopez twins, yeah. The Harrison twins that went to Kentucky that Rick Barnes also didn't get who are from Rosenberg, Texas, right up the but, road. But we've have we ever seen them get drafted that close together? I don't think so. Especially uh, the, that the, the, high and that close. The Morris twins. Maybe Ooh, from Kansas. Marcus and Marquise. Mar- yeah, Marcus yeah, and yeah. Marquise. I want to say they were in the teens, but to have guys go in the single digits together, man, I love to be those parents. I was just about to say, every time the movie King Richard is on, I'll watch a little bit of it because I'm a tennis freak and I think their story is just one of the most amazing ever. And Richard and Oracine, the feelings, I can only imagine right through the years. But those girls were separated by a couple years. But the prediction came true, and they made it all work. It's just an incredible story. But I'm trying to think about, wait, I'm sitting at the NBA draft. I have twins. They're bo- I, I walk in knowing they're both getting drafted. And more than likely, we get to like pick nine, and they're both drafted. Yeah. That's crazy i don't know if mr and mrs thompson are together i don't know what the situation is with the family but whoever gets to sit there and rep those guys man i hope they have a great time on june 22nd that's incredible yeah that's serious serious talent there they're both crazy athletic and one's a little bit better than the other which that's you know always gonna happen but they're both High-quality guys, I would take both of them on my squad. So you would tell Houston fans to be, just like Keenan said, be excited about Amen Thompson coming? Kind of. Assuming that your head coach can not date everybody in the office. Oh, let's go, bloody. I'm just trying to assume that. We assume that, <laughs> He's right? He's changed. Okay. He's changed. That, them women in them sundresses at Houston, nah, he ain't even looking that way. Okay. We ain't looking at that rumbling and stumbling. But I think. That's true. Lots of ugly women in Houston. <laughs> There's no good looking women in Houston. Oh, Houston is a wild place. Not at all. Lord have mercy. I think the it will stunt the growth of Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., their guards, mm. if you get another lead guard there. Like, that will be odd. They might want to look for, you know, one of the big men or one of the swing guys in this draft, and they just got Jabari Smith last year. But, yeah, they were mucked once they didn't get that number one pick for Victor Wimbanyama because, yeah. obviously, everybody needs that. They really needed it, too. Right, and then, yeah, and unlike me as a Mavs fan who knew – I had no shot, like no shot. It was like 3% or whatever it was. The Rockets fans know they had the same shot the Spurs did. That's yeah. that's what obviously sucks for them. Uh, but right now, and I was looking at a mock draft that said the same thing as I asked Keenan. He's thinking uh, Amen Thompson might be the pick for Houston at four. I'm showing the second pick for Charlotte as Scoot Henderson and the third pick as Brandon Miller. Those are the next two names we've been talking about. Zay, you've been talking about them uh, for months now as those next two names off the board uh, after Wimbenyama. You still see it that way? Yep. Scoot Henderson, man. He did a workout for the Trailblazers. The dude looks like a running back. He is so physically built. Big physical and, guard. Oh, yeah. like yeah. He's way bigger than what Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook were when they came into the association. I see him listed here at right at 200 pounds, 196. I, I think he's around You think he's bigger? Okay. I think he's bigger than that. I think okay. they're – yeah, they tripping. I think he's bigger <laughs> than that. They need to get a different scale. Yeah, so uh, I may write about that one. Draft coming up on the 22nd in case you haven't put it on your calendar yet. All right, coming up, we will get you where we at in society with 
Zay at 145, as we always do. Up next is the Flex segment, Westlake 7 on 7. We'll tell you where to find that information. Plus, coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, you know that discussion about the EA Sports College football game and guys getting paid for it? Yeah, there's a key part of that discussion that's now gotten into the public, as in the number they'll get paid Interesting discussion now comes out of that number. That comes at 2 o'clock. We'll jump back into that on this June 6th. We hope you're having a good Tuesday. Stay with us. Chad and Zay. All righty. Now the question, Zay... Is could you have identified this song? No. No? Yeah. Oh, three good Texas boys right here. Unfortunately, it's a rest in peace for one of them, but they're still out there in some form. ZZ Top, ladies and gentlemen. Dallas, Texas, Hollywood. They're from Houston, Texas, by the way, if you don't know. Uh, ZZ Top, Foreigner, and Rose Royce have been a part of the show today. I'm glad I caught ZZ Top on that 50th anniversary tour. They were very, very good. And rest in peace to the great Dusty Hill. My man Sakamano did go see him up in Belton recently, though. They hit that bell, whatever it's called, Bell County Center or whatever. So um, Billy Gibbons, uh, Frank Beard, and I think it's their longtime either guitar or bass tech that is now playing bass for them in place of Dusty Hill. They're still out there in a form. Uh, and I thought they were really good. So shout out to ZZ Top, uh, one of the most successful Texas rock bands that ever existed. They're considered rock? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. What would you call them if they're not rock? I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I feel I like mean, they have different phases. Now, at the beginning, I, that, I, that is true. Because I would argue at the beginning, you go back and listen to like the first two or three ZZ Top records, they're a blues band. Yeah. yeah. They are straight up hardcore blues. It morphed along the way, and when they dropped the Eliminator album, there was a lot of, you could almost call it like pop rock at the time, but it had a good edge to it. It was like rock, it was, it was popular, but it was popular stuff a lot of people could live with, because it was cool. It was, you know, pop and cool at the same time. That's a dangerous word in music. Yes, yeah, it is. Pop, people, sometimes people think all every time you say pop, it's an insult. Yeah, like you sold out. Right, but popular just means, yeah. you know, Some of the artists will tell you, yeah, we sold out. We sold every seat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what some of them do when they get mad at you for saying, did you sell out? Well, we're selling out this tour. Uh, so ZZ Top, the latest musical thing for us today. I'm going to hit a little ludicrous this week with the Word of Mouth album. Zay's going to watch Face Off this week, and we're going to do the movie uh, album swap on Thursday with those cannot contain my excitement that you're going to see face off this week. I mean, you're I'm excited watching it today, right after our show, your life's going to make so much more sense yeah. after you watch face off. You're Terrific. Gonna, and, and the greatest thing about a movie like face off is you're going to appreciate probably like eight to 10 other movies that you like even more where you'll go, <laughs> Oh God, I've always ripped on this other movie, but it's not that, it's not that at all. Somebody on the specs text line asked an accurate question. Is there nudity or a sex scene that will put it over the top for me in this movie? Oh, that's right. You do love a good sex scene. Cause it's rated R. Don't disrespect rated R by not having nudity or a good sex scene. Man. Or even thinking about it. Or giving us the idea that something went down. I, I'm good with that. I do think that uh, 
I don't know if it's going to be as gratuitous as you need it to be, but I think there's going to be enough references. Yes. Oh, come on. I think it's going to be sexy enough for you. I think oh. you'll be okay. Okay. I think you, I think I have not rewatched it in a while. I may need to rewatch this week. Okay. I saw what what we saw last weekend. I saw literally like the last I don't know twenty minutes. So I didn't get the whole run. I'd have to go back and watch from the beginning to see what what all happens. I mean, we didn't really get anything in above the rim. Obviously, I wish Leon would have made a move. Did not. He actually mucked it up by walking out when yeah. Dwayne Martin lost it on him. Yeah, that would have been good. I would have liked to have seen those two at least kissing a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Halle Berry, that strip tease, that didn't do nothing for me. Come on. That, okay. was, that was weak. And then Blue Chips, Nick Nolte, at least he tried. He tried to yeah, sm- he did. smash on his ex-wife. He and tried. she was like, nah, you sleazing. I don't care who you are, yeah. ex-husband or not, you are not coming upstairs. So I respected him trying. Yeah, but come on, true. man. It's been a dry, it's been a dry four weeks. Yeah. And plus in five ab- weeks with true. a few good men. That's true. And plus in uh in above the rim, there's really nowhere to go after. Nato! <laughs> He's got a lot to think about after that. <laughs> yeah, sex was not on his No, mind. no, it was not. Not at all. All right. Uh if you're just jumping in, the biggest story of the day is this golf story. This out of nowhere, cut him off at the knees. What are the PGA guys thinking today? kind of story where the PGA announces that PGA live and the world tour, the European tour, if you will, we're all going to merge together under one umbrella and guess who's going to be the big money source? That's right. The Saudi money source, that PIF, which is public investment fund in case you don't No, 3 o'clock today, they're going to have a meeting in Toronto with PGA players. That should be delightful. Wow. Uh, I was just listening during a break, Zay, to a a report from uh, Mark Schlebaugh of ESPN. He said he talked to players today. Complete and utter shock was used to describe it. He said there was all kinds of colorful language, and one of the players said to him, I don't get it. Liv was dead in the water. It wasn't working, and now we're throwing them a life preserver. What is going on? Yeah, I, I want to hear what Tiger says. Yeah, Tiger. Has that's the, another big one. Ties the ankle injury that he's dealing with right now, or he's recovering from, and he has his mistress or whatever girlfriend that he's still dealing with. Oh, but how he can dare answer this you. question. How dare he you? can answer this question because he, he had a very big opinion about. Live golf too. He actually can't because he made himself sign an NDA, oh. so he cannot. No, that's not true. Uh, but here's they're, they're both big dogs. What about him and Jack? They both said no. They both said no to millions, maybe almost billions. Jack who? Nicholas. He, he's still playing. What? No, what are you no, no. About? He's not still playing. I'm about to say. What are you L- talking about? Live went to both of them. Oh, just to ask them. and offered piles of money to be the guy to be Greg Norman. To be the spokesperson. They offered Jack the opportunity to be the Greg Norman. And I okay. think the reports are they might have offered him like $100 million at least. Mm. Just starting out. They, and then then for uh, Tiger, they want Tiger to be the fill. They want Tiger to be the older player that can still get out there and play. That's obviously a, tr- a big-time legend, maybe the greatest ever. And Tiger told them no. And they've both spoken out against it and spoken up for the PGA and said this is the way to go and we're building this and we're doing all this. What are they thinking today? Tiger went so against it, he put himself on the PGA Tour video game. 
He hasn't been on the video game since he was dropping his own video game. That's games, a good point. Tiger Woods Golf in the 2000 era. And he said, you know what? Just to stick it to live and get more people paying attention to us, I'm going to be on the cover of PGA Tour, 2K, whatever it is. And people are going to want to play as me. And we're not going to have any of the live guys on the game because they're not PGA guys. And if I'm not mistaken, next week is the U.S. Open. Next week. Next week. It's going to be a lot of chirping going on there. There's going to be a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Rory McIlroy's ducking a lot of Phil Mickelson's in the next week or so. Because if you want to get salty, boy, can you ever. If you're Phil and Kepka, hey, ma'am, any thoughts? You want to share? You've been sharing a lot over the last few months. Any thoughts now? Yo, they got Rory talking spicy on that Netflix little series they have for the PGA Tour. Uh-huh. Where they go on the inside look and behind the scenes for all the PGA Tour guys. Rory's talking crazy on that. Talking about people throwing their names out there who are part of Live Golf. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be wild. Going to be wild. But I'm with you. What Tiger says and then by extension what Jack has to say about it. I'm interested in all of that over the next day or so. We'll keep our eyes and ears peeled for that story. Let's also get you a little info here in the Flex segment. One more 7 on 7 in the area if you want to go catch it. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, so uh, we've had teams qualify already for the College Station event in 7-on-7. Seven seven. If you don't know, Westlake, Lake Travis... Vista Ridge, Westwood, and San Marcos have all qualified. So if they get through this weekend, then somebody else will get to take those last couple spots. So I think it's two more spots that will get filled. This is the Westlake 7-on-7. Normally would take place on the main field at Westlake and some of the practice fields. But, Zay, apparently they are redoing the turf at Westlake right now. So the main Westlake field will not be utilized. So, if you're heading over there, here's what you need to know. Three locations. Hill Country Middle School, the Westlake High School Practice Fields 1 and 2, and the Westlake High School Auxiliary Field. Okay, come on, Westlake. What are we doing now? I have a problem with this. We know damn well somebody's daddy has a full-length football field in their backyard. (laughs) Now, wait a second. Westlake is going to be one of the teams at Hill Country Middle School. Doesn't that show you they're willing to, like, give, give a little if they're going to the middle school? I've seen that field. That field could have been used for the Super Bowl instead of that whack grass that they were using that Oklahoma State had to be dealt with. Come that's on. a nice-ass field. You're saying that's the, ni- no. that's the nicest of the four? <laughs> yeah, They're taking the nice I don't one? know if it's the nicest of the four, but that's a nice field. Because that's one thing they normally do. I went over to the Lake Travis event, and what they do there is – so like when you go to the Lake Travis one, Lake Travis gets to be on their main field, right, because they're hosting. And then they'll take – Westlake and Westlake's over on the side field and yeah. some other teams. Yeah, so they kind they kind of get the rivalries going here. So Westlake in this case will be at Hill Country Middle School. Lake Travis is going to be on practice field 1. That that's one maybe Westlake fans if they're listening are they snickering right now like does practice field 1 have a big old sprinkler head right in the middle of it or <laughs> a big rock that nobody can move or something. Uh Westlake Cedar Park, Bastrop and Hayes are going to be in one pool. That's interesting. So Westlake against Bastrop, that'd be one uh, that I would definitely check out. 
out. Lake Travis, Round Rock, Comal Piper, not familiar with that, that school name, and San Marcos in a group. Drip, Bowie, Vista Ridge, and LBJ, and then Westwood, Hutto, Anderson, and Liberty Hill are also there. They're getting started about 9 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, I will also be interested to hear, Zay, how much we get to see uh, Quintalen Joyner play for Bastrop. Because that last one at Lake Travis, he played in one game but then didn't play in another. Hopefully there's not like a, an injury situation going on with him. I do wonder if there's a battle for quarterback at Bastrop. Hmm. Joiner and Tuck, I believe, would be the two guys there. Keep our eyes open for that one. Uh, but another 7-on-7 seven seven if you are a high school football junkie and you want to get out there and check it out. It is Saturday morning. So this big golf story is out there today. Uh, by the way, Zay, somebody is saying you do get a couple of nude moments in face-off with Gina Gershon. Oh, right! And I'd forgotten. You Again, you at least get some sexy suggestion. I don't know if you get a like a full frontal. Yeah, see, yeah, y'all just think I'm straight up pervert. Like, give me some suggestion Gina, that something's going on. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So sexy. Oh man, I love Gina Gershon. You know, she's a little, great. A little like you know how they do before they have the towel wrapped around them before they go into the restroom and they'll just drop it and all you see is the towel. There you go. Right. Something like that. That's just all you're looking, looking for. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah. I think you get it. I do think I do think you get it in face off. Uh that is going to change your life a little later on today. Uh all right, coming up at two o'clock, the EA Sports number is out, and it's a little lower than you might think. We're gonna get into that discussion and what college football players may do because of it. Another layer of that story I hadn't even thought about. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay wants to talk about today. Is it basketball-related or not? We're getting ready for NBA Finals Game 3 tomorrow night. Stay with us. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Remember, Texas baseball against Stanford Saturday at 5. And that is Game 1, and you will hear it right here on the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, okay. All right. This is the one I think I screw up sometimes. Is this the long-legged woman in a black dress? Yes. Long, cool woman in a black cool dress. Long, cool woman in a black dress. But this is not CCR, correct? No. Okay. Might have some CCR members in the band. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Hang on. So, long, leg- uh, long cool woman in a black dress. So, it's like uh, it's like Mountain or America or, or something. I I could never get this one right. Who is it? Hollies. The Hollies. Never get it right. Yeah, the Hollies. Wow. Okay. Sounds very much like CCR every time I hear it. Every time that song fires up, I think it's CCR, and then I always get caught with it. So the Hollies, ZZ Top, Foreigner, and Rose Royce have all been on the show today. Uh, a fan earlier tw- uh, texted us. They were excited that I'm going to be listening to Ludacris's Word of Mouth album. They said they really enjoyed that one from oh, back I, in the day. I love that album. Can't wait to check it out. Zay is going to be watching Face Off today. Our man Chris Bennett tells us he doesn't think there's nudity in Face Off. I think it's going to be grimy enough for you, though. All right. <laughs> it, is, it is not exactly a family film from what I recall. 
call. I mean, there's a family involved, but boy, do they go through a lot in face-off. By the way, do you remember that song on Remember the Titans? When they're going yes. on their run and uh-huh. they're kind of time-lapsing the games or they're just beating the crap out of everybody when Denzel Washington's eight-page playbook? <laughs> yes. I have such a problem with that movie. <laughs> I have such a That movie has so many red flags. You're telling me this dude, the pressure that he had yakking before the games and stuff because racism, if he loses a game, he gets fired. Right. So the eight-play playbook it's going to get the job done. We're going to win and go undefeated this season with just eight plays. Sometimes that's all you need is just be simple and be awesome. Right? Like I get it. Technology wasn't crazy back then. Like, was anybody watching any type of film? Any ty- or any scouting? Like, let's just show up to the stadium, have one of our assistants show up, and you're going to see probably those eight plays ran that night. What do you mean? He brought those numbers to the barn that he'd broken down for the other coach? Like, they were breaking stuff down. <laughs> I guess. The best thing about that movie to me is how they had to change it to give us a little bit of drama. Because that team pounded everybody. Yeah. That team busted everybody up. No game was close. No game was remotely close in that season, apparently. Not even the one that was almost rigged. Yeah, no. That Didn't cost matter. the defensive coordinator his Hall of Fame gig. Did not matter. They killed <laughs> everybody. So I don't even know. Zay, what I'm telling you is, not only did the eight-page thing work, I don't even think they got to page five yeah. <laughs> during that season. Look, it was the moves that Denzel was making off the field for the team that helped them win the games. Yes. Like having Sunshine come in, starting line, just the backup quarterback just comes in, he's better than ref, starter. There you go. Taking Ryan Goslin, taking his job, you're no longer corner, you're a liability, my job's on the line, you're replaced. Great move there. Sure. And then what else? Man couldn't keep up. <laughs> he got what's his name and oh, uh, Bertier to to you know become friends. Oh, and even though it's an eight play playbook, we're gonna run a reverse to win the game in the state championship. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. We haven't been run- we've been running the most basic power eye wishbone stuff all season long, and now we're just gonna whip up you know a reverse <laughs> to win the game in the state championship. Gotta love it. That was great. Gotta but, love Rumor the Titans. No, no, no. But by that time, the coach had been the coach had walked out, and the players were calling the plays, and they ran the what would they call it the hootie hoo or the no that was Varsity Blues. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just crossing the movies up. What do they call it? Anna Station of Puerto Rico. Oh, that's what, Little Giants. What did okay. they? What they call that play in Varsity Blues? It wasn't. It was like the the hootie hoo, the fruity fru, the what was it called? Where they threw it to my man and he did the Travis Kelsey and caught it and pitched it. And then he tells John Voigt what the play's called. <laughs> it's called the I can't. Somebody's gonna text it to me right now. What did he call it? The Rudy Poo or the something? And he starts screaming at him and bouncing the football off his helmet. Oh my God, dude! If you hadn't seen Varsity Blues, I was gonna have to make you watch that one. That you that that is my favorite bad football That's, movie. I love that movie. Maybe ever. We might have to just cover it just because it's that good. Maybe ever. Even though we've seen it a billion oh, times. Oh, it's so so good. All right, uh, let's get to where we at in society. See what Zay wants to talk about today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, I see something coming in on Twitter. Am I allowed to click on this now? Yeah, click on the 
latest one I sent you. The la- we got a two for one today. Got a two for one. Two I for see, one today. I see LeBron James. Yep, LeBron okay. James. Here we go. Mario Chambers, former LeBron James teammate, <laughs> hit that big shot in 2008 to win Kansas and Bill Self his first championship. Kansas, I don't know how many championships they've won a lot, but Mario Chambers helped win that championship, and he helped LeBron win a couple. He went out and said, I feel like Bron's the greatest basketball player to ever play this game game but he's just not my goat what <laughs> by definition you just said he was he's the greatest of all time but he's not my greatest of all time huh what does that mean i just if you want to say he's not your favorite player of all time that's okay that can be anyone anyone on earth but there can only be one greatest of all time if that's how you're doing it what you, Mario, what are you talking about? Come on, Mario. Just, I don't I don't even know why he said this. What's the point? So did he tell us who his goat is? I mean, I'm assuming it's Mike. Now Oh my God. There's there's a way to say I know LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time, but nobody tops Michael Jordan for me. Yeah, you could say like, he's I, I like Jordan better. You could say he's the greatest player of his era. Some think he's the greatest. I would go with Michael or I would go with Kareem or I would go with whoever you want to. Who cares? But that makes no sense. He's a, he's the goat, but not my goat. <laughs> okay. That's serious pettiness right there. That really I, is. I just I don't know and maybe Mario thinks that LeBron should have done more to keep him in the league. Like he has for other guys. I don't know. I remember a stint where LeBron and Mario Chambers got into it during the heat days where Mario Chambers challenged LeBron. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I and don't they, remember that. Yeah, they got into it. They, okay. Spolstra and those guys, Chris Bosch, D Wade and them, they had to break it up. All right. So it got a little feisty, and who knows what their relationship is. Remember, Delonte West is homeless now just for rumors about being with LeBron's wife. That's so be true. careful of how you, you know, how you go about LeBron James. Be very careful. Dude, this league has mastered petty. It's just mastered the pettiness. Yeah. With social media plus NBA, it is the most wonderfully petty place on earth. It's terrific. Oh, my God. Speaking of petty, scroll up a couple of videos, Chad, because I know how much you love this woman. Kim Kardashian. Oh, hey, Kim. Was in a TikTok with her daughter, Uh and they're like just going over makeup and hair and stuff. But it's the shirt that Kim is wearing. Shout out to Tay Tick Stunt Devil for sending me this. Kim Kardashian is wearing a Kendall Jenner starting five shirt, which indicates all the men in the NBA that her sister Kendall dated. Let me see if I can name them. Yeah, there we go. Let me see if I can do it by sight. Okay, that's Blake Griffin on top. Yep. Pardon the expression, but he's on top of the picture. (laughs) Blake Griffin, that's Devin Booker. Yes. That's Ben Simmons. There we go. Now That's it gets a little foggy. A little tougher. Okay, that Laker guy with the hand to his head is uh, the guy that was with the, 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 the guard that was with the Celtics. Uh, what's his name? He was never with the Celtics, but it's okay. No? No. No. He's with the Cavs. He was, he's now with the Jazz. He's a San Antonio native. He okay. got, he'd actually not knocked me out the playoffs no, my I'm, junior year. I'm talking about the guy in the gold jersey. Isn't um, yes. I'm, yeah, <laughs> That's that, not that. that. <laughs> right, who is it? Jordan Clarkson. That's Jordan Clarkson. My bad. Okay, I thought it was somebody else. And yeah. who's the one in the white jersey? Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, I wouldn't come up with those two. Okay, so it's a shirt that says Kendall starting five. Dude, let me tell you what. There is a nasty, beat-up way 
to say my sister might be kind of slutty <laughs> and have a type. And then there's the classy Kardashian way. <laughs> and this is about as classy a way as you can say, hey, my sister gets around and she gets around in one particular circle. She really enjoys one particular type of guy. So is that circle, are you talking about the basketball player or the light-skinned basketball player? Basketball player. Okay. I'll let you deal with the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, because all these brothers are light-skinned, lighter-complected, so she doesn't like her dark brothers. But she's actually going against the grain now. She's with Bad Bunny. Ah. So that's okay. different. That is- he is an athlete, though. WWE, we see what he's doing. We just had Mark Henry on here a few weeks ago said that that's the greatest non-wrestler that he's ever seen coming to the biz. Yeah. So yeah. we, I'll, I'll put Bad Bunny on that athlete, you know, spectrum. And also, he's a great entertainer. Yeah, in the world of athletic entertainment, he's getting his love. Yeah. He, so yeah. She, she definitely has a type. That's but so great. Kim, come on now. You have, <laughs> that's cool. That, that's, that's rich, though, Kim. Bezos, Elon, that's real rich of her to have this type of shirt because Kim is like Derek Jeter baseball diamond. I was going to say Kim's shirt would have to have front and back, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, it's not a starting five basketball shirt. No, it's not. But but her list goes pretty deep also. If I'm not mistaken, they are still running that show streamed now. The Kardashian show is on a streaming service. Yeah. They're always trying to sell that show. I think it's a great way to do it. This will get. This is going to get eyeballs on your right. show, man. That is, <laughs> that is wonderfully cold blooded. And if, if I'm Kendall, I'm responding. All five of those players were better than Chris Humphreys, who you married for sixty something days. That's what her shirt should say. <laughs> better than him, and then back of the shirt, it's got Chris Humphreys on. That's who's right. She was married to him for like twelve seconds. Yeah, who's a fake knockoff ass Blake Griffin? Oh, my God. That is a fantastic shirt. Kendall starting five. Kim Kardashian just being Kim Kardashian. All right, I'll get that one retweeted. Zay sends it all out at ain't that underscore Zay. I'm at Hastings 1049 on Twitter every day at 145, where we at in society. All right, coming up, your 2 o'clock hour, this EA Sports story continues. Yes, the players are going to be getting compensated for their name, image, and likeness. But wait till you hear the number. It just feels too low to a lot of these players. So what are they going to do? We'll talk about it on the horn.